to Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16, verses 25 and 26. chapter 16, 25 and 26. Y'all excuse me, I, I need my writing to be a little bit bigger. That, that's, that's all right. Anybody in here have ever have some eye problems? <laughs> you know, when I, when, I, when I wrote my text, I wrote it when I thought in a big enough font. And now <laughs> I need a bigger font this morning. Acts chapter 16 verses 25 and 26. Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening. Suddenly there was a massive earthquake and the prison was shaken to its foundations. All the doors immediately flew open. And the chains of every, every prisoner fell off. And the chains of every prisoner fell off. Hmm. The word of God to the people of God. After the next selection from our male course, I want to talk to you from the subject, what to do when you are thrown into a prison. What to do when you are thrown into a prison. What to do when you are thrown into a prison? Sing mail course.
know, of course, y'all sound mighty, mighty good. God bless you. What to do when you are thrown into a prison? Yesterday morning, our intercessory prayer ministry hosted a prayer and praise service. We came together as a church family to pray and sing hymns to God. New Providence, it was spiritually lifting to those who gathered to hear some of the hymns of the church and the stories of why they were written. I don't know about you, but I was brought up singing the hymns of the church. And still today, I believe that there is nothing like a good old hymn. Today, many of our churches are moving away from the precious hymns that our grandmothers and grandfathers and our mothers and fathers used to sing, and they would sing the hymns of the church that would carry them through times of difficulty and life's uncertainties. It was praying and singing that helped them to overcome their trials and their tribulations. And Fred, I still believe today that they can help us. I'm talking about hymns. When we find ourselves thrown into a prison. In the verses that precede our selected scriptural text for this morning, Paul Silas and Timothy have traveled to the Roman colony called Philippi. Philippi was the leading city in the district of Macedonia. And the Bible says that on the Sabbath day, Paul, as was his usual custom, looked for a place to worship. Now, at this time in Philippi, the Jewish population was very small. So they did not have a synagogue there. But Paul, 
found out that there was a place outside the city limits by the river where the worshipers of God met. And so he and his traveling companions went to the place of prayer. When they arrived there, they sat down and began to speak to the women who were gathered there. They met a woman from Thyatira named Lydia, who the Bible says was a seller of purple cloth. She was a woman who was blessed because she was a worshiper of God. And let me pause right here and say that I believe that worshipers of the true and living God are blessed. You want to impress people? Become a worshiper of God. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Y'all mighty quiet. And the Bible says that the Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message of the good news of Jesus Christ. And the Bible says that her and her entire household believed and were baptized. She then persuaded Paul and his companions to come and lodge at her house. Am I in the Bible? Well, the Bible says that once when Paul, Silas, and Timothy were going to the place of prayer, they were met by a female slave who had an unclean spirit by which she predicted the future. The Bible says that this slave girl earned a great deal of money for her owners by fortune telling. And let me say right here that there are some people who will exploit you and keep you in bondage as long as you are benefiting them. Oh, Lord. Listen to me, good New Providence and friends. Everybody around you does not want to see 
you delivered from your sin. Some people around you are reaping so much benefits from you that they want you to stay in your sin. But well, <laughs> the Bible says that this demon-possessed girl started following Paul and his companions around, shouting, these men are servants of the most high God who are telling you the way to be saved. And the Bible says she kept this up for many days. And let me say right here that the enemy uses that strategy on many of us today. What are you talking about, Pastor? The enemy will wait right when we are preparing to worship. And the enemy will show up and try to distract or deter us from worship. Let, let me, wait, let, let, wait a minute. Let me, let me make it more plain. Your spouse is not a believer. You're with them all week long. But when you start preparing to come to church to worship, that's when they say, we need to talk. <laughs> come on here, somebody. The enemy will wait and try to distract us before we come to the house of God to worship. And, 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 and let me be honest, sometimes the enemy is waiting for you here at the church to try to distract and deter you from worshiping by saying things to you that will get you all out of shape. Can I get an amen? amen. Now notice with me that what the unclean spirit in the girl was saying was the truth. Paul and his company were servants of the Most High God. They were telling men what they must do to be saved. But check this out. The unclean spirit was just fulfilling the scripture. What are you talking about, Pastor Wood? The Bible says that every knee 
shall bow. And every tongue must confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So when that unclean spirit was shouting, these men are from the Most High God telling us the way to be saved, all that spirit was doing was fulfilling scripture. <laughs> but Paul, the Bible says, became annoyed because he knew that the gospel of Christ could be damaged by being associated with a demon-possessed slave girl. So Paul commanded the spirit to come out of the girl. And the Bible says, that the unclean spirit left her. And I don't know about you, I still believe that God has the power to exercise unclean spirits out of people. Uh, the Bible says when the owners of the slave girl realize that their hope of making money was gone. That they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them before the magistrates in the marketplace. They accused Paul and Silas of throwing the entire city in an uproar by teaching customs unlawful for Romans to accept or practice. You see, let me give you a little background. Rome allowed other religions in their colonies but Rome did not allow these religions to try to convert their citizens. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And what was Paul and Silas preaching? They were preaching, you need to convert to Jesus Christ because he is the only one that can save you. So, the whole city got in an uproar. And so the magistrates had them stripped and beaten with rods and had them thrown into prison. The magistrates gave strict orders to the jailer to guard Paul and Silas carefully. So he threw them into the innermost part of the prison 
and chained their hands and secured their feet. Now, now, now we remember that Paul and Silas were beaten with rods and thrown into prison for doing good. They were telling the good news of Jesus Christ and how to be saved. But they were being persecuted for righteousness sake. And, and all I'm trying to tell you, New Providence and friends, don't think it's strange when you are persecuted for doing good and for living a righteous life. I'm here to tell you that when you live right, when you live for God, when you put God first in your life, people will throw you into prisons of hate, prisons of abuse, prisons of misuse, and they will throw you into prisons of isolation because of your stand for Jesus Christ. Well, Pastor Wood, what do you do when you find yourself thrown in a prison? I think this morning that the Apostle Paul and Silas can help us out. Paul, can you help us? I sure can. Let me tell you what Silas and I did when we were thrown in a prison. First of all, what we did is we prayed. Oh, Lord, have mercy. What, Paul, what did y'all do? We prayed. Because we understood that prayer will help you while you are thrown in a prison. <laughs> How does it help, Paul? Prayer helps you to shift your focus off your circumstances and remind you that you serve an all-powerful God. <laughs> See, I understood, we understood that prayer reminds us that we are not by ourselves. And we discovered 
long time ago that prayer changes things. So the first thing that we recommend that you do when you find yourself thrown in a prison is pray. What else do you and Silas do when you were thrown into a prison? I tell you what we did. We sang hymns to God. Somebody say, sing a hymn. You see, in singing hymns, we reminded God. God of his promises to us by singing hymns we renewed our joy which gave us strength to endure the prison until our deliverance came now, New Providence, I don't know what hymns Paul and Silas sung, but I imagine that if they sung a hymn from the Jewish songbook, we know as the book of songs. They might have sung, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked and my foes come upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumble and fail. Though a host and camps around me, I will not fear. I will be confident. Well, I told you I don't know what they sung, but they sung hymns, and the singing of the hymns reminded them that this joy that they had, the world didn't give it to them, and the world couldn't take it away. Thank God for singing hymns. And so when you are thrown into a prison, sing a hymn, sing a hymn. My faith looks up to thee, O Lamb of Calvary. Well, as I go to the close of the sermon, Paul, is there anything else you can tell us to do 
when we are thrown into a prison. I sure can, Pastor Wood. Let me tell you something else we did. We waited on the Lord. <laughs> we waited until our change came. We waited until God moved on our behalf. And because we prayed and because we sang, the Bible tells us that God shook the foundations of the prison. He caused an earthquake to show up at the prison. And the doors flew open and the chains fell off. We waited on the Lord. That means we had to trust in the Lord with all our hearts and lean not to our own understanding. We had to acknowledge him in all our ways. And surely, 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 he's able to carry us through. Trust in the Lord. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage. And he shall, I said he shall, strengthen our hearts. Wait on the Lord. Wait until he comes to your deliverance. Wait till the Lord shakes the foundation. And check this out. The Bible says that the Lord didn't only loose Paul and Silas, but everybody that was in the jail, their chains were loose. Somebody sitting around you may be watching how you are acting in your prison. I dare you to trust the Lord. I dare you to pray without ceasing. I dare you to sing hymns. And just maybe the person that's in the prison with you might be loose. Some of us been praying that others close to us will be loose from their prisons. Maybe when they see us loosed, they may get loose. Oh, Lord. Come on, stand to your feet all over the church. 
what to do when you are thrown <laughs> into a prison. What's the first thing you ought to do? 